Welcome, welcome, welcome to Above Replacement Radio. I am your host, Chris Gianta. I might be becoming a bad baseball fan who can't enjoy the romantic things because of advanced statistics. 15 years from now, I want to be on the early baseball committee. Over there on the other side of the screen is Daniel Kern. I literally have the fan graphs hoodie, the baseball reference t-shirt, just repping some stats, you know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily Hall of Fame. It's not necessarily above average, but we can guarantee you we are better than just the standard replacement level college sophomore. And welcome to Above Replacement Radio. We're talking baseball kind of whenever. I'm your host, Chris Gianta. Over there on the other side of the screen is Daniel Curran. How you doing, Daniel? Chris, I'm doing very well today. Uh, I went and saw some baseball this week. Uh, I saw the one and only Marco Gonzalez uh go out there and dominate the red Sox lineup i mean you just you know you come to you came to see marco gonzalez and you saw marco gonzalez uh so that was my that was my week uh how about you what what was your week like um it's been uh it's been it's been a nice week you know a little more relaxed uh did did uh you know i actually was in western mass two days after graduating and i was in new york city yesterday uh celebrating another graduate so um so yeah a little little bit of travel this week not going to complain about it it was cool um so yeah uh i was in i was in schenectady new york yesterday celebrating another graduation awesome shout out to ian yeah shout out ian big time shout out to ian for real for real um so so yeah uh so every episode we we do players to highlight um and for the positive players to highlight our segment called how about that we really want to highlight people that aren't known aren't really that known in the baseball world quite yet you know under the radar players that are really performing higher than expectations uh lately is the idea of how about that um and we can't really that really excludes us from highlighting like already good players who are doing really really good um, so we're going to highlight one player uh, who actually, yeah, he leads, yeah, he leads uh, baseball in F4 position right players. now. Position players, Zach Gallon is more, I believe. Yeah, so he leads all position players in F4 right now. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr. is having uh, the comeback season Braves fans all wished for. Um, he's been doing absolutely amazing, hitting 345 with a 1050 OPS, 17 stolen bases, uh, he's just 18. 18 stolen bases. My mistake. Um, 18 stolen bases. Uh, he's been doing unbelievable. And what's crazier is his expected stats are actually better. Um, what have you been taking away from this Ronald Acuna Jr. Just spectacular season so far. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the expected statistics uh, have been better. And that's because of just how insanely hard he's been hitting the ball. Uh, it's kind of unheard of. So Ronald Acuna Jr. has an average exit velocity of 95 miles per hour. That means his average ball is a hard hit ball. Uh, his hard hit percent is, I believe, like 54.6% this year, uh, which to give you an idea, that would be a 96th percentile. That doesn't even do it justice how hard he's hitting the ball. 47.6% of his batted balls this year uh, have been above 100 miles an hour, almost almost half of them which is just hilarious. Uh, but yeah. even better, 33.3% of his batted balls have been at least 105 miles per hour. A third of the time, at least once per game, he's hitting a 105 mile per hour ball, uh, which is very, it's basically unheard of. That just isn't a thing that happens. Uh, if you look at like the leaderboard of of uh, just most batted balls hit above 105 miles per hour, it's like a Bolts leaderboard type thing. Uh, because it's just a joke how far ahead he is. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned it off-air when you said that uh, his his 105-mile-per-hour uh, mile uh, batted ball rate. rate is at the same rate of the average hard hit rate, which is 95-plus miles per hour. So he's, like, playing at a level. He's hitting at a level, like, 10 miles per hour ahead of yeah. the rest of the MLB. Yeah, I mean, he's absolutely insane right now. Um, There's just no other words for it. The 33% uh, 105 rate is tied for the highest uh, the StatCast era with 2021 Giancarlo Stanton uh, in the 2,943 seasons with a, with 100 batted balls and at least one such uh, ball of 105 miles per hour. Uh, so, you know, it's obviously not a full season sample size, but it's still incredibly impressive. 
Uh, so I looked into his batted ball data because it has changed this year uh, for the better. You know, normally when you are when your average launch angle is 6.8 degrees and it's the first time it's falling below 10 degrees, probably not the greatest thing. But uh, Acuna is actually hitting more ground balls. His ground ball rate is 50, 53.6% this year or something like that. And he has a bad of 329 against ground balls. Uh, that's, this is because he has 84th percentile sprint speed. Uh, and his his ground balls have an average exit velocity of 91.4 miles per hour. That is the sixth highest uh, among the 279 hitters with at least 25 batted balls this year. So, uh, you know, it, it, that's kind of why the expected statistics are better. And it's also just it shows room for how he can still somehow improve because he does only have a 20.4% line drive rate and a 23.2% fly ball rate. And he's still hitting this well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And um. Yeah, I was actually looking into his ground ball rate a little bit too last night. And yeah, his so so yeah, he's hitting more ground balls, but his expected batting average on ground balls is 294, which is like 50 points above average because yeah. of how hard he's hitting the ball. And that doesn't even factor for speed. Expected batting average does not factor for the speed of the hitter at all. Um doesn't take that into equation. It's just the exit velocity and launch angle. Um so so yeah, it's it's not the worst thing in the world. What's great what's what Acuna is doing great is he has a 2.8 percent pop-up rate uh if I'm yep. not mistaken if my memory serves me correct uh I think that's a career low it is you know we've we talk about it ad nauseum it is always a benefit to avoid pop-ups as a hitter uh because yeah, you know there, there is no there's no circumstance where that doesn't apply yes that that just is always the case that you know pop-ups are literally never home runs um and they uh, land for outs 99% of the time. Um, and if they're not outs, then they probably, sh and if they're counted as hits, it's probably that, you know, Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, 2013 world series ball that just lands in the middle and can't be counted as a, as an error because no one touched it. Um, it's a lot of those, but it shouldn't have been a hit. Yeah. It shouldn't have been a hit and you didn't earn that hit. Um, yeah. and Ronald Acuna jr. Has been avoiding that, uh, with a 2.8% pop-up rate. I think also with Acuna, uh, it's his athleticism is a little bit more on display than uh, it was coming off the ACL surgery. Um, his sprint speed is actually similar to what it was last year, but yeah. he is stealing a lot more bases. And you can probably credit the rule changes a good amount, too, uh, because he already has 18 stolen bases. He has more than half of what he had last year uh, at, at 29. So he's on pace to um he's on and he's definitely on pace to have a career high his career high in stolen bases is 37 and he's already halfway to that and he's only played about a quarter quarter of the games 40 uh, 40 is a very real possibility here yeah yeah and and you yeah, 11 11 home runs and 18 still i mean if 40 stolen bases looks like it'll be no problem uh eight not only does he have 18 stolen bases which leads the national league but he also only has two caught stealings uh, uh yeah he, he might he might get like 60 stolen bases at this rate was well, on pace for if the braves have in fact played 43 games which the is I'm the sure amount he's haven't. played yeah um he he's on pace for 68 yeah which i don't think he'll get to 68 but 60 yeah that's not off yeah i mean yeah 60 is there's comfort there i mean they've played the braves are 27 and 16 so they've played what that yeah, i think that's 43 games uh yeah, that's forty three games. Right. Yeah. 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 So he's played every. So assuming he plays one sixty two, which, not a fun thing to assume, but, yeah. Yeah, and then he's on pace for, uh, forty one homers. So he could have the. Yep. <laughs> he's on pace to have the first uh forty sixty season ever. I think. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. That would be, be pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, eleven. Is he on pace for forty home runs? Eleven home runs in forty three games. Yeah, forty one. Cool. Um, and, uh, to reference this, to, to make and this that's a, with a 53% crown ball, right? Yeah. That's pretty wild. I can't, I can't wait for like 10 years from now, uh, when like, you know, batted ball data is, is very common. And then the latest video essay is why Ronald Acuna's 40, 40 season was overrated. 53% <laughs> crown ball, right? <laughs> it, yeah. And I'm going to make that, I'm, I'm going to be so at such a low point. I'm going to make that video. <laughs> I'm going to be the one I'm going to be the one narrating yeah. um, to add to make to add historical context to what 
Acuna is doing, not talking about his whole season, but his last 40 games, he eliminate the first three games of the season. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr.'s last 40 games is the first 40 game span since 1992 Barry Bonds with 10 plus home runs, 12 plus doubles, 15 plus stolen bases, and 25 plus walks. Um, That's awesome. I mean, the great thing about 1992 Barry Bonds is like it wasn't even like in his five best seasons in his career. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it, it would be. It would be 99.999% of players' best seasons, and it was like yeah. his sixth best season. Um, it was like the it was like almost his like forgotten MVP. Yeah, right, right. Um, but yeah, like what that tells Actually, you that is, would be that would be 90. 90 was definitely his forgotten MVP. He only had a 170 OPS plus. Yeah, yeah. He did have a 204 in that year. Um, but yeah, it's it's telling you that Acuna is getting extra base hits with the home runs and the doubles. Uh, you know, it's it, yeah. it's important for a player to have both. I think sometimes time I can hit 45 home runs in a year and people can get fooled and in, into thinking like they were an elite slugger uh when they maybe only had 20 doubles. Um, albeit 45 home runs is very impressive, but he has the home runs and the doubles. Uh so we you know, by the math of it, he'd be on pace for also over 40 doubles in this uh in this sample and 15 plus stolen bases obviously he's making an impact on the bases and 25 plus walks you know he's not free swinging he's getting on base a lot uh his on base percentage is over 430 right now along with all the home runs and stolen bases um yeah everything is going right the only yeah i mean the only thing you can put against him is uh his defense has not been quite like tw- pre-injury level um but uh yeah so um <clears throat> everything else is going extremely well uh, for, he also um, he's also uh he also has a strikeout rate of 13.7 percent which is like by far the lowest he's ever had in a season um he oh, is yeah, by far right. the most bad i think he has the most batted balls in baseball this year actually he definitely he, he definitely has the most uh, ground balls to check that, but his strikeout rate is 13.7%. His previous career low uh, was both, or actually, excuse me, it was 2019 at 26.3%. So it's still half of what it is now or half of what it was then. Uh, so yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to see what is going down and yeah, his whiff rate is down. His whiff rate is also a career low, which would make sense that his strikeout rate is a career low. His whiff rate is a career low by uh, exactly four percentage points. It went from 24.9% last year to 20.9% this year. Uh, you know, zone contact rate is up near 84%. Um, his chase rate is down from last year too. Um, and when he chases out of the zone, his his contact, he has a he has his highest chase contact rate um by a by a lot it's 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 two-thirds of the yeah two-thirds of the bat of the uh balls that he's swinging out of the zone he makes contact with which is a, a pretty elite level the average is at like 58 percent um and yeah that's a career high for him so i mean when you when you possess that much power you're hitting the ball that hard and you're making contact in a, at, at an elite level like i mean that's that's the markers of an like a top three hitter in baseball and he's been the best hitter in baseball this year and there's still so much room for improvement too which is the craziest part because normally if we're if we're doing an entire segment on how how good someone's been it's usually like yeah they're playing over their head we gotta highlight this while we can no this is like ronald acuna could very well get better from here yeah his his sweet spot rate is below average and that's not even a detriment it's to 31 percent but like yeah, he there there is ways for him to get better. It's not like there's no way he can he can get better at all. No, he his expect and yeah, his expected numbers are are uh, a good amount better than his actual numbers. Um yeah. and expected batting average, expected woba, expected slugging, all better than what is actually happening. Pretty crazy. Um, he's also hitting uh he's hitting four thirty five against fifteen against four seamers. I'm pretty sure him against four seamers has to be like the best uh run value in the league, right? Among hitters. Um, yeah, it's probably he's already at ten. It's probably up there. 
10. So, I mean, that's... I feel like it's pretty... I'm waiting for the pitch arsenal stats to load. It's tied for first with seven others. Wow, this is a fun list. This is awesome. So, it's it's Masataka Yoshida against four-seamers, Freddie Freeman against four-seamers, Jordan Alvarez against four-seamers, Ronald Acuna Jr. against four-seamers, Luis Robert against four-seamers, Sean Murphy against four-seamers. Uh, all these are, like, you know, premier hitters, you know, best hitters on their team type stuff. And then also Jesus Sanchez on four-seamers. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Jesus Sanchez. Yeah, shout out to that Marlins prospect that came up. He also has the most, uh, I mean, he is the most, or is he is the least number of plate appearances. So, therefore, he has the most run value per 100. Of that group, yeah. Yeah, um, that's pretty sick. Jorge Polanco with, uh, or Matt Chapman with 17.3 RV 100 against uh, change-ups is pretty fun. Yeah. Jorge Polanco with 15.7 at the same time. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, And with Acuna, I think um, I think his value is also shown because the, the Braves have undergone, like, they have some, you know, they have Acuna and Murphy who are doing extremely well. Uh, they have Strider who's doing extremely well, but they've also faced their injury problems. They've also faced underperformance issues, specifically with Austin Riley and Michael Harris. Um, but with someone like Ronald Acuna Jr. being the franchise cornerstone that they kind of had that he was, you know, prior to that ACL injury, um, it makes things a lot easier for the Braves. And, you know, luckily for them, uh, they don't really have anyone crawling on their back in the NL East right now, but it was expected that the Mets would be at this point in the year. Um, but, but yeah, like Ronald Acuna Jr.'s performance has to possess a huge amount of value, especially with some of the injuries and underperformance they've seen uh, in that roster, because it's not like, you know, the Braves are in first place right now, but it's not like that team has had, has had everything go right. But Ronald Acuna has, everything has gone right with Ronald Acuna. That's for sure. No doubt about it. Yeah, no, it's he's been awesome this year. Uh, and I like you know we mentioned how about that we can't just talk about him there because that's so cheap. But like we can't just ignore what he's doing right now because yeah, forty forty is a very real possibility. Uh, he also you know just having twenty seven strikeouts and twenty six walks is insane. Yeah, uh, he leads the majors in total bases. He has a one eighty OPS plus that leads the National League. He leads the majors in OPS at a, a ten fifty. Leads an OBP at four thirty seven. Yeah, he has a strikeout rate that would be like good in the eighties. Never yeah. mind twenty twenty three. Uh and then not yeah. the eighteen eighties, to be very clear. That would be yeah. awful in the eighteen eighties. Yeah, no, he'd be he'd be booed off the field. Yeah. Um, and they'd be like, What is this? What are these home runs? Why is he hitting it so far? <laughs> um Yeah, that wouldn't make any sense. But yeah, uh anything more on the uh on ronald acuna i think that was all the information i had uh yeah no he's just been pretty cool that's about it yeah i i I just had that one uh that one stat head find which i mean not to get not to get on a tangent but to, to to find something in span finder is like is like driving without you gotta set time aside for that you gotta set time aside for that it's (laughs) it's like yeah, it's it's like a Lewis and Clark expedition. Like you you have to you have to set a time commitment. You have to like call you have family to book it like a say, yeah yeah call Cancel family all say, plans. It's like I'm doing a span finder search. You're not going to be able to make it the next couple of days. You're busy with work. <laughs> it's yeah. Uh, I mean, that's if listen. If you got a nine to five, like, and you're trying to do a span finder search, you got one assignment the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it real quick i this is not a knock on baseball reference at all uh, i am in fact wearing my my bref shirt under this this sweatshirt here you probably yeah. can't see it on the screen there you go perfect yeah there we go yeah no i uh baseball references love, that uh, head. love the website i get i get it i get why it takes so long because you're searching for so much more uh specific things yeah and i I, I don't know how they do it particularly like I I just don't know how that would happen yeah. um so I get why it takes so long but yeah it is funny that anytime you do want to find a stat it's uh in in span finder you know you you know the you know the process that it, that will uh you will endure um 
So this is this is a very niche conversation that only like extreme the terminally online baseball nerds can have. Yeah, that are also paying eight dollars a month for stat heads. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't won't do it for Twitter blue, but I will absolutely do it for stat head absolutely. every day of the week, twice on Sundays. Yeah, I would yeah, I'd rather I'd much rather find um I'd much rather find the forty game span leaders of all time than post a two hour video to YouTube. Um, yeah, I would much rather give my money to Sean Foreman and not Elon Musk. Yeah, I th- believe it or not. <laughs> right, right. Um, so yeah, so Ronald Acuna Jr. doing amazing. Um, you know, definitely, if you're doing uh, hypothetical awards, would be the National League MVP. Um, so he's having an amazing year, and maybe this w- is what he would have done. This, this is kind of what he was doing in 2021 before he got the uh, injury. So hopefully, yeah. um, hopefully this sustains itself because he was doing amazing that year too. And he's doing even better now. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, Acuna is doing great. One other star corner outfielder um, has also been doing great, but found himself in a little bit of controversy um, in the baseball world, mostly from the internet, not really from, other i was to say not that he really did anything yeah he didn't really do anything um but uh i'm sure if you're a baseball fan you have seen this but uh aaron judge was uh on video he right before a pitch delivered by jay jackson i believe um he looked over his eyes kind of darted to the first base side where his dugout was um and where evidently the first base coach was right before the pitch. And uh, on that specific pitch where he looked over, he had a home run over the center field wall. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and the Blue Jays broadcasters pointed it out uh, soon after, but it has, it, it has kind of turned into a non-issue, although um, there there's some slight grudges the Blue Jays hold, but nothing major. Yeah, I mean, my my initial takeaway from this is like, guys, we all know Aaron Judge doesn't need to cheat because MLB already gave him special baseballs last year uh, to to yeah. chase his 60, 62nd home run. So, you know, <laughs> there's no need for anything else. MLB already got has him covered. Yeah, the problem with those baseballs is you could not throw strikes with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not at all. Um, no, my 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 actual cool. thing. I mean, there's a lot, you know you have to remember like this is a cheating accusation it's not an accusation they said that but it it implies cheating accusation um but it is important to remember that some forms of cheating are completely legal in baseball uh specifically with with stealing signs um where if you are you know if it's if you're not doing it with technology if you pick up on a catcher's signs or or if you you know maybe find out a pitcher is tipping like before a pitch and you try to tell your hitter in real time that is very legal you can absolutely do that uh you know it's on the pitcher and catcher and the team to do better to hide that stuff did you see uh i started to get off track but did you see buster only's tweet about this it was so funny uh no i did not he the way he phrased it was like the memes it's like when you need a certain amount of words in your essay oh yeah find it so he was, I, I got to scroll through this, but he just had the funniest tweet and it got, it kind of, I guess, clowned on Twitter. Um, hang on. I'm just scrolling through his Twitter right now. Here it is. So he, he said, uh, there is an assumption on the Jays side that their pitchers slash catchers were betraying the identity of forthcoming pitches last night. And this was being conveyed to Aaron Judge. And this is why he's glancing to his right for info. It's just I just thought it was funny how he said instead of saying tipping pitches, he said uh, <laughs> they were betraying the identity of forthcoming pitches. Wow. Did Marty Dobro write that? <laughs> Shout out to Marty. Um, yeah, that that's um, yeah, it does seem very English essay. Yeah. Um, in a way, <laughs> the quotes were so funny. Yeah. Sorry, I was not my computer is was slightly malfunctioning. One of the ports is so weird, and oh nice. I apologize. I just realized I put uh, like my microphone might have just been turning on and off the entire episode, but I haven't noticed. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah. but yeah, 
I think <laughs> it just sprung up uh, just now because the light on my microphone is just going on and off. But we're good. We're good. I've changed the port. One of the uh, one of the quote tweets. And this is someone, uh, it's the George Bush, like, guy whispering in his meme, or in his ear on 9-11 meme, and it says, sir, another pitch's identity has been betrayed. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's hysterical. Um, but yeah, so, I, um, I was reading on, oh, God, am I not in the thing? Well, I was reading on The Athletic, uh, Ken Rosenthal's article about this, Jay Jackson actually admitted he was tipping pitches. Um, and sort of the synopsis of the article was uh, Jay Jackson knew he was tipping pitches, although the Blue Jays, I think the Blue Jays' main grudge was the Yankees' first base coach was further down the line than, like, the yeah. coach's box allowed, um, which I do understand. Like, you know, he the first base coach definitely probably put a, put himself in a position where he would be able to see a pitch grip, especially with, you know, the way Jackson sets up, he doesn't set up with his hands below, like at the belt, he sets up like very high by his ear. So his right hand is kind of visible to the uh, first base coach if he goes down far enough. So I do understand mm -hmm. that, but it's obviously, you know, uh, then you know, hide it better. Like there's yes. nothing in the rule book uh, that says you can't do that. Um, yeah. I mean, I listen as somebody who, you know, did video for baseball games last summer and will continue to do so this summer. I I can tell you plenty of grievances I have with first base coaches standing in annoying places. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I, I can go on for days about, you know, having, ha you know, having to adjust the angle that I'm at because the first base coach is standing 20 feet from first base. Yep. Yep. Um, that's a, that's an awesome time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was interesting. And one thing that uh, Rosenthal also said in the article, he just the phrase that I like that he said was post Astros paranoia. And yeah, uh, yep. At, you know, any, it, you know, still like three, four years later, like anytime there's anything regarding a sign or something, you know, there's it's it's going to be big news. Yeah, I mean, I think people do tend to forget that sign stealing in some ways is absolutely legal in baseball. And it judges, for the record, I think judges, uh, his excuse or, you know, whether it was true or not, was super lame. He said, uh, like, the guys were chirping from the dugout and he didn't want that. <laughs> in, my, in my opinion, that is, ex ex like, exponentially worse than any sort of cheating he could have been doing. Yeah, he was looking out for the Blue Jays pitcher. He's like, come on, guys, be nice. Be nice. I'm about to hit a 440 foot home run off this guy. Let's be nice to him. <laughs> it is funny that he homered immediately after, uh, you know, after it happened. Yeah, yeah. And one thing uh, that... I don't know. Yeah, it's it's going to be funny. Uh, if the Yankees go on a run starting here, that it's like Dan Shulman, Buck Martinez just set off this team. Yeah. It's like they're the ones responsible because they took three out of four from the Blue Jays in Toronto this week. And yeah. like I, I don't know. I think there's some sort of correlation there between how they felt playing that team and, and you know, everything that had happened in the series. Um, yeah, I mean, the, uh, this, you know, the cliche is like, oh, you woke a sleeping giant. But it does feel real because, you know, the Yankees were, albeit still 500, but they were in last in the division for some time. You know, people were questioning – you know, how, how good the depth on the roster was, especially without Judge. Uh, and now not only is Judge back and, like, the best hitter in the league since he came back, but, you know, a lot of guys on the team are playing well. Rizzo is hitting really well. Um, Volpe is doing a lot better. Like, guys are, you know, Nestor Cortez had his best outing in a while yesterday. Like, the whole team is seems to be clicking a lot more. Right, yeah. And that... the, the one game they lost, they easily could have won, too. Yeah, that... uh yeah, the, it it was notable for sure. Um, and yeah, the one the last thing I'll say on Jay Jackson is in like he, he was quoted as saying like, I mean that pitch was gonna get crushed either way. It was a slider right down the middle to Aaron Judge. Um, yeah, so like it, it it probably I don't even know if Judge even got the sign that it was gonna be a slider because it was just it was very hittable. I said, that's that's Judge. a hittable pitch to most major leaguers, especially to Aaron Judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And yeah, the Yankees, yeah, I mean, 
them taking three out of four in Toronto is a big deal. Um, those the one those divisional matchups have a little bit more importance because there's less of them this year um, and this year moving forward too. Uh, so, you know, that's four of the 13 games they're going to play against the Blue Jays this year, and they won three of them on the road. That's very, the, that's very the big The one deal. thing we have not talked about uh, was the actual cheating that was going on in the Yankees. Uh, it was Domingo Herman. He got suspended for uh, for sticky stuff. And if you saw on the broadcast, like, it was there. It was so visible. It was absolutely there. Um, this is the second uh incident that he's had with umpires this year the first one he just got told to wash his hands uh and apparently he just didn't listen this time and he just you know kept went right back out there this was the day after all this he couldn't have picked an, a worse time to to bring sticky stuff with him to the mound yeah <laughs> what a um, what a terrible idea that was yeah based on based on like what it looked like on like the back of his pants when they zoomed in on it it looked it looked like pine tar Sort the of. only thing you're allowed to use is rosin and then like sweat, obviously. And I can tell you it was not either because it had like a darker color. Yeah. And if it was pine tar, like I know back when they were studying all the spin rate stuff, pine tar was actually one of the more beneficial uh, substances for spin rate. Um, yeah. So like it was kind of up there with spider tech, surprisingly enough. Um, but yeah. Um, it, and yeah, a darker substance that's not, even if it was just sunscreen and rosin, that's not going to produce that color. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, it. I'm sure there's other pitchers doing that, but not making it so obvious. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, Domingo Herman, it's very funny that he's still in the Yankees rotation. If they had their full healthy rotation, he would be so gone from that organization after everything that, you know, that between like the accusations of the you know, the legal stuff and this and just overall not being a, a fantastic pitcher uh, and two instances of sticky stuff violations, one that actually got him punished. Like he would be so gone from that organization if, you know, Rodon and Severino and Montas were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they did everything to acquire guys that would replace Domingo Herman, but he's, he stays. He sticks yeah, and he continues to show why he shouldn't stay. Yeah, uh, he has had a couple good outings this year, but you know, you got to question how good were they without you know potential usage of of various substances. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, you have to wonder, and yeah, it is also a thing where like, oh, it's Domingo Herman, so like, who cares? But if the if like if Garrett Cole had this, the world would. Oh burn. my God. <laughs> If we ever get the Garrett Cole ejection for sticky stuff, yeah, it's it's going to be a meltdown across all of baseball Twitter. Yes, <laughs> he, he could he could come back and have like an 03 ERA in his next thirty starts after that, and people still wouldn't forget it. Yeah, yeah, like like an 05 FIP putting actual Crisco on the baseball, making it making it slip. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm, you know, I, I'm gonna prove that I can do it well, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna grease up the baseball and make it harder for myself. <laughs> yeah, he goes out there and throws like a 21 strikeout game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any yeah. any narratives about Garrett Cole? I feel like he's done a very good job of debunking, because uh, like there was a whole he can't pitch in October, he can't pitch in cold weather thing. He he got that pretty handily last playoffs and in the beginning of this season. And he also just has still continued to be the, one of the best pitchers in the league post sticky stuff ban. Yeah, I mean, maybe um, he maybe the, the one valid one is he can't pitch against the Rays because he got rocked by them twice this year. Right, and uh, or he can't pitch to Rafael Devers. Yes, that has not been debunked. I've seen that in person. It's it's mm -hmm. pretty actually. It's 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 a, it's an amazing feeling to watch. And yeah, to kind of finish off the Garrett Cole point. I think a lot of people look at him going to the Astros and, and improving uh, and improving his performance as a very much attributed to sticky stuff, which probably that was a factor. However, him moving away from the Pirates organization probably was yeah. a factor and going to, you know, the Astros, even with the sticky stuff thing, that was, you know, still one of the most ana analytically advanced, you know, front offices out there. Uh, and I mean, he was he was with the Pirates in the Ray Searage era, and he was like a pretty legendary pitching coach over there in Pittsburgh for a couple of years. Um, 
So, I mean, who knows about that one? Yeah, I mean, but we, we've seen it with, and at least, like, going from Pirates to Astros, there's two examples with Charlie Morton, who obviously improved, mm-hmm. Garrett Cole, who, I mean, went from, you know, a guy who was doing well, kind of... Like a fringe ace. You know, yeah, like, doing all right to, you know, obviously a, a top five pitcher in the game. Um, so, you know, there was, I think the Astros had a good amount to do with that. The Astros front office, you know, it, it has links and, you know, some of those guys have gone over to the Orioles and, you know, made some great impacts to the Orioles organization. So yeah, Garrett Cole was a, a product of that. Not necessarily all sticky stuff, although we know that, you know, he was using and now he's not, but he's still, his, his, his overall improvement has a lot to do with you know, the Astros and Yankees organizations doing well with him as opposed yep. to the Pirates. Um, yeah. And not not all to do with sticky stuff. Uh, I think that's kind of clear. Um, all right. Uh, anything more before we get into players to highlight? Uh, no, I think that's kind of it. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so now we will get into the uh, Friday... May 19, 2023 edition of How About That? Um, who do you have for us today? Uh, my How About That. This does not cross a team off the list. It's actually a team that you highlighted recently, but it's a former player to watch of mine. I'm talking about Alex Kirilov, uh, who has looked really good in his short uh, 2023 span so far in just 11 games played he's slashing 333 455 556 1010 for a 186 weighted runs created plus since last year his ground ball rate has gone from 55.5 percent to 38.5 percent a 17 percent drop and his line drive rate has gone from 15.5% to 36.4%, nearly a 21% increase in line drives to go along with the 17% drop in ground balls. Because of this, his expected batting average has risen from 232 in 2022 to 290 this year. Uh, his walk rate has also increased from 3.2% to 13.6% uh, between the two seasons. His 34.6% line drive rate ranks tied for 15th highest among the 174 batters with at least 25 batted balls this year. And his 50% sweet spot rate ranks sixth on that same list. Half of his balls, his uh, batted balls have been from uh, 8 to 32 degrees, which has been impressive. And 64% of pitches this year, he has seen this year in total have been fastballs, whether it be Four-seam fastballs, sinkers, cutters, 64% of all pitches he has seen have been fastballs, and that is the 15th highest rate among the 389 hitters with at least 150 total pitches seen. So he's been getting one of the heavier doses of fastballs in the league, and he's made pitchers pay for it because he has a 391 average against fastballs that ranks 14th on that same list, and a 609 slugging percentage, which ranks tied for 37th again that is among the 389 hitters with at least 150 total pitches seen so you know they've been giving him a lot of fastballs and he's been hitting them really well and also he is hitting 286 against breaking balls and slugging 714 which he's gotten 24 percent uh breaking balls so uh, there's not much people have been able to throw alex kirilov uh, during these this eleven game stretch that have been effective for him, uh, he's been hitting extremely well. Uh, last in twenty twenty one, he had a very unlucky season as far as uh, you know expected statistics versus actual statistics, and it looks like we're seeing some of that potential right now. Yeah, Alex Kirilov. How about that? Um, yeah, yeah. He, we saw the potential from even just his twenty twenty one season with his quality of contact. We're a little disappointed in what he had in 2022, but is showing us why, you know, we were high on him heading into 2022 with what has he been able to do this year. And uh, yeah, with the fastball, the high fastball rate, the only correlation I'd be able to think of is like you mentioned his walk rate is really high. So maybe he's getting really ahead in counts and forcing pitches to throw fastballs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have any numbers behind that, uh, but it could be, could be something. Um, but yeah, Alex Kirilov, um, definitely. Uh, definitely a player to highlight for sure with what he's been doing this year. Um, my player to watch 
Um, my player to watch is, or not my player to watch. My player to highlight was a player to watch, also a player to watch of mine. This is a victory it, lap. It is a victory lap because you because uh because yeah I had him uh I had him this year as a player to as a player to watch in the American League Central as well. I'm talking about Jake Berger, uh, who in thirty in ninety three plate appearances this year. He is hitting at 277 with a 723 slugging percentage and a 1067 OPS. Out of 264 hitters with 90 plus plate appearances this year, he leads in OPS and he leads in slugging by 86 points. Out of 301 hitters with 50 plus batted balls this year, he is also fourth in expected Woba and third in expected slugging. So this this rise in OPS and slugging is not uh, by luck, it's because of how well he's been hitting the ball. Um, from 2022 to 2023, his barrel rate has gone from an already four, an already good 14.9 percent to 25.0 percent. Uh, that barrel rate ranks second out of 301 behind Aaron Judge. Uh, his sweet spot rate has also gone from 33.3 percent to 48.2 percent. That sweet spot rate is second out of 301 behind Freddie Freeman. And his line drive rate has also gone from 21.1% to 28.6%. And his ground ball rate has gone from 43.0% to 30.4%. And uh, that ground ball rate is 12th lowest out of 301. Uh, Very, very good sign that he's hitting a lot more line drives and a lot less uh, ground balls. Uh, Along with that, the higher line drive rate and lower ground ball rate has improved his chances on balls in play as his expected batting average on balls in play has gone from 292 in 2022 to 382 this year. When he when he puts the ball in play and it's not a home run, it's controlled by the fielders, his expected batting average is 382. That is the 12th highest expected batting average on balls in play out of 301. Um, and along it's with good, that... Uh, it's a good ex-bacon right there. It's a good, good ex bacon minus home runs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, on a more minor scale, you know, Jake Berger, not known for his defense. Uh, he's definitely known for his offense, but he has seemed to improve a little bit defensively as his success rate added uh, on defensive plays has gone from negative five, negative 5% last year to negative 1% this year. And that's not a, uh, that's a rate statistic, not a count statistic. So, you know, it seems like just on on a play by play basis, he's doing a little bit better defensively as well. So he's not a complete de- detriment on the uh, on the defensive side. So Jake Mer- Jake Berger has been one of the best hitters in baseball and uh, also slightly improving defensively. So Jake Berger getting a how about that? A little victory lap from Christianta. Um, yeah, baby. Love to see it. Uh, so. Um, now we move from the highest to the lows. We're talking players and subjects that have been underperforming with our Friday, May 19, 2023 edition of Slightly Alarming. Um, who do you have for us today? So for my Slightly Alarming, I went with a pretty large span. Uh, this is actually over the last month and a half. Uh, I'm talking about Taylor Ward, who has really struggled for the majority of this season for the Angels since April 5th. He is slashing 204, 294, 268 for a 562 OPS and a 59 weighted runs created plus. Uh, his slugging percentage ranks third worst in this span, and his 562 OPS is the third worst. Uh, again, he is being outslugged by Miles Straw, which is, if you're ever being outslugged by Miles Straw, there is something severely wrong. And that's what's going on with Taylor Ward right now over his last 39 games. Uh, during this stretch, he, he his only extra base hits have been three doubles and two home runs. Again, this is 39 games in which he has five extra base hits. Uh, his 25.5% sweet spot rate over the span ranks fourth lowest among the 92 hitters with at least 100 batted balls. Uh, additionally, 56.4% of his batted balls in the span have either been zero degrees or lower or 40 degrees or higher, which is like the worst kind of contact 
you can make on either side of the spectrum. And that is the second worst rate in this span. 56% of his batted balls are uh, not between zero and 45 degrees, which is pretty bad. Uh, between 2022 and his first five games of 2023, Ward had a line drive rate of 28%. And in this span, it is just 16.4%, the fourth lowest on that list of 92. Uh, his fly ball rate has actually remained roughly the same between these two stretches. But his average exit velocity on fly balls in early tw- in 2022 and early 2023 was 92.9 miles per hour. And in this span, it is 90.5 miles per hour. That is a 2.4 mile per hour difference uh, in exit velocity on fly balls. And if you're curious on if that has any sort of uh, real effect, it absolutely does. Because th- that was a 2.4 miles per hour is the difference between having a 18.5% home run to fly ball ratio in 2022 to early 23 and having a 2.9% home run to fly ball ratio in the span, the worst in Major League Baseball. Uh, so Taylor Ward has either not been making the right contact or just not been hitting the ball hard enough when he does make the right contact. And that's why he's been one of the worst hitters in the game through the majority of this season. Yeah, Taylor Ward. Slightly alarming. Yeah, Ward... Um with someone who, like, he really surprised us last year, but it looked a little bit more sustainable because of how hard he was hitting the ball and how much he was barreling up the ball. But mm-hmm. uh, as you mentioned, the how hard he's hitting the ball has gone down. Um, yeah, which- only on fly balls. His, his average exit velocity is actually up from last year, but it's on fly balls that he's really yeah. struggling. So uh, I imagine... I would imagine his barrel rate is, is a good bit down. Uh, from yeah, by the way, sweet spot percentage is so funny because Taylor Ward has a higher sweet spot percentage than Ronald Acuna Jr. this season. Yeah. One yeah. of them we just talked about as like having the best hitter season this year, and one of them was just a slightly alarming and one of the worst hitters through the majority of this year. Yeah, yeah, it can be it can be a give-and-take process. Mm-hmm. If you're just, yeah, it, you can have a good sweet spot percentage but just not be hitting the ball hard enough in that. Or, like, the balls that Ronald Acuna is hitting in the sweet spot are, like, getting absolutely destroyed. Yeah, right. Whereas Taylor right. Ward might be hitting a ball 28 degrees, but it's, like, 85 miles an hour. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, yeah, it's a funny give-and-take scenario. Um. Mm-hmm. My slightly alarming uh, comes from the hometown team. I'm talking about Kike Hernandez. Um. In the month of May, in 49 plate appearances, he's hitting... 234 with one walk, one double, no home runs, and a 500 OPS. So that 234 average, I mean, you see it and it's like, oh, that's not bad. But he's also just not walking and not slugging. Uh, so not very good. Out of 186 qualifiers this month, Kike Hernandez's OPS is sixth worst and his weighted runs created plus is fourth worst. However, his expected numbers are actually a good amount worse than what his actual numbers I was gonna are, say. which are already really bad. Um, he's hitting 234 with a 181 expected batting average, slugging 255 with a 210 expected slugging, and has a 221 WOBA compared to a 189 expected WOBA in the month of May. Out of 112 batters with 40 plus batted balls in May, his expected batting average is second lowest, and his expected WOBA and expected slugging are both the lowest. Uh, a lot of this can be attributed to the direction he's, he's hitting the ball in. His ground ball rate has gone from 29% before May to 52% in May. Uh, his line drive rate has gone from 27% before May to 14% in this month. Uh, and also in the month of May, yeah, and to add to the line drive point, uh, in the month of May, his line drive rate is fifth lowest out of 112. Uh, his sweet spot rate has also gone from 36% before the span to 19% in this span. And in the month of May, his sweet spot rate is second lowest out of 112. Uh, so yeah, Kike Hernandez, uh, it's not really a strikeout issue. Um, it's partially a, you know, walk and not getting on base issue. It is, you know, the it's, it's where he's hitting the ball. He's hitting a lot more ground balls and, uh, and more higher fly balls as noted by, that's seventeen percent drop in sweet spot rate. So Kike Hernandez, slightly alarming. Yeah, um, when I think, uh, when I think, the, the, I'll admit that analysis actually did not go in the direction I thought it was because when I think of Kike Hernandez struggles, I immediately think of pop ups. Uh, he has a thirteen point nine percent pop up rate this year, a fourteen point six percent last year. 
Uh, I thought I was ready to hear about how many, like, you know, the percent of fly balls with an exit or the launch angle above like 50 degrees he has. Yeah. Oddly enough. Yeah. His pop-up rate in the spin was 9.5%, which is why I didn't include it. No, I knew, I knew you looked at it. No doubt. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I just, I, I, I assumed it was going that direction because it's like, Oh, Kike Hernandez is struggling. He's got to be hitting the ball in the air. Yeah. It's just, yeah. His, his, it's just, yeah. His ground ball rate has increased, has increased 23 percentage points and his line drive rate has decreased 13 percentage points. Um, Not, not the best, not the best. And yet, uh, he's paying the price for it. He only has one extra base hit in his last 12 games, 49 plate appearances. And that's, yeah, that's not good. Taylor Ward only has uh five extra base hits in his last 39 games. Yeah. 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 Um, so not the greatest, uh, not the greatest there. So yeah, that uh, leads into the final segment of the, um, of the afternoon here, uh, where we will be previewing the weekend ahead I will be looking at series to watch. Daniel will be looking at the day-by-day pitching matchups. Um, and as far as series to watch, um, I think you have some teams going in different trends here. Um, just a good talent-stacked series this weekend. Interleague matchup, you know, you're not going to see it all the time. Uh, the Braves are hosting the Mariners. Uh, Mariners have been slightly underperforming, but um, they always have a, you know, they're they're it feels like they're just due to go on a streak at some point. I just don't know when, um, but yeah, the Braves are hosting the Mariners should be a good one over there at truest park. Um, won't see it again until next year. Yeah. won't see it again until next <laughs> year. Normally that's just, that's just a world series match. Yeah. Before 1997, it would just be, it would only be possible in the world series, but yep. now it's once a year. Uh, pesky, pesky interleague play that always does. <laughs> That's that's how you know you're not in Gen Z if you if interleague play really bugs you. Yeah. <laughs> really, really bugs you. Yeah. That's how you know you're not in Gen Z. Um so no no or, or if it's or if it's even like a factor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um it, another series to watch is Blue Jays Orioles at Rogers Center. I mean, two it's it's an AL East matchup, so you have to watch it. It's a good good uh good intradivisional matchup and i think the series to watch here is uh cardinals dodgers um the cardinals yeah. are doing extremely well i believe they've won six out of seven uh right now and they're looking like the team everyone picked to be the nl central champs uh and yeah the dodgers are the dodgers they're good um they're always going to bring a fight so uh, that is a good series to watch that's at bush stadium so yeah watch uh watch cardinals dodgers don't be fooled by the Cardinals record. They are surging right now. Um, what do you have by what do you have for the day by day pitching matchups? They are they're Yeah. Just real quick. Uh, very quick gambling segment here. If you're if you're betting this weekend, look at Ryan Mountcastle because he absolutely destroys the Blue Jays like more than anyone destroys any individual team. Uh, yeah, I believe in his career against the Blue Jays, he's played 42 games. Yeah, in 42 games and 176 plate appearances, uh, he has a 3.23 average with a 10.14 OPS against the Blue Jays. Uh, but he most notably did it last season. He absolutely destroyed them. Uh, I'm looking at those numbers last year in 2022. Uh, in 17 games up against the Blue Jays, yeah, he had 3.13 with a 10.03 OPS and five home runs. So I mean, you know, if you if you're looking for, and he also has very good numbers against tonight's starter, uh, which which is Yusei Kikuchi. So, uh, anytime anytime the Blue Jays and Orioles are playing each other, I immediately think of Ryan Mountcastle. So you know, I uh, bet on him this weekend for sure. Yeah, and I believe he's been getting uh incredibly unlucky. Um, he yeah. Yes, well, a, I mean, he plays he he's a right-handed power hitter in Baltimore. Yeah, it does suck, but also I was randomly searching i was just you know on savant and just randomly searching uh a couple nights ago and i was just looking at the most most hundred mile per hour line drives that are outs for a player this year and ryan mountcastle was tied for first wow that's unfortunate unfortunate shout out to yeah. tucker too getting unlucky anyway the matchups for this weekend zach gallon is pitching tonight for the diamondbacks against the pirates in pittsburgh uh, you're going to want to watch just for him alone. Shane McClanahan is pitching tonight for the Tampa Bay Rays against the Milwaukee Brewers. That's in Tropicana Field. 
Now you have Marcus Stroman and Ranger Suarez facing each other tonight in Cubs Phillies at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, you have Martin Perez facing the Rockies for the Rangers this week or tonight in Globe Life Field. Um, you have Tony Gonsolin and Steven Matz facing each other in Dodgers Cardinals. Joe Ryan and Reed Demers facing each other in uh, Twins Angels. You're going to have Bryce Miller and Bryce Elder facing each other in Mariners Braves. If you haven't looked into Bryce Miller or Bryce Elder, definitely do that. They're both pretty interesting in some way. Sandy Alcantara will be facing the Giants for the Marlins tonight in San Francisco. And matchup of the night comes from Red Sox Padres. Uh, of course, it's the you know it's the Xander Bogarts revenge series, but it's James Paxton versus Blake Snell on the hill tonight. Uh yeah, yeah. James Paxton looked really good his last time out, and Blake Snell has looked a lot better over his last few starts. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. going d- a little deeper into games. He's getting past the sixth inning, which is pretty cool uh, that he's doing that for sure. So we then move to Saturday, where we have. Uh, Lucas Giolito pitching for the White Sox against the Royals. That'll be at guaranteed right field. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez and Alec Manoa will be facing each other in Blue Jays Orioles. That is in the Rogers Center. Brandon Fodd and Mitch Keller will face each other in Diamondbacks Pirates. Mitch Keller has been having a fantastic season and a fantastic stretch recently. Uh, Kyle Freeland and John Gray, they used to be the heads of the Rockies rotation. They'll be facing each other this weekend, uh, on Saturday in Texas. That'll be, that'll be pretty cool for, for Rockies fans to watch. Um, Jamison Tyone and Aaron Nola will face each other in Cubs Phillies. That'll be again in Philadelphia. Braxton Garrett and Logan Webb will face each other in Marlins and Giants. I'm just looking real quick. Is there a clear matchup of the night? Uh, no, not particularly. I'll go with that one then. Um, Hunter Brown will face the Astros or face will face the A's for the Astros this weekend at Minute Maid Park. Uh, Zach Eflin will face the Brewers for the Rays. You will have Logan Gilbert pitching for the Mariners against the Braves. The Braves have yet to announce their starter. Patrick Sandoval will be facing the Twins for the Angels on Saturday in Angel Stadium. Chris Sale and Joe Musgrove will face each other in Sox Padres and matchup of the night. Comes from Guardians Mets. It's Tanner Bybee versus Max Serger. Mm. Tanner Bybee has looked pretty good in his last couple starts, uh, or in his you know first few starts, I guess, of his career. And Serger is well, you know, it's Max Serger. Uh, on Sunday, I'm just gonna look through these real quick to see if again if there's a clear matchup, uh, to watch. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, okay. All right, so on we're, we're going to start out the day with Luis Severino's return uh, from the IL against Hunter Green in Yankees-Reds in Cincinnati. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, 11.30 in the morning, high heat. That's going to be cool. Uh, Joey, Rent, Joey Wentz and Josiah Gray will face each other in Tigers Nationals uh, in Washington. Uh, Mitch, or, uh, excuse me, Merrill Kelly versus Ronesny Contreras will face each other in Diamondbacks Pirates. Justin Steele will face the Phillies for the Cubs. George Kirby will face the Braves for the Mariners. Kevin Gosman will face the Orioles for the Blue Jays. Freddie Peralta will face the Rays for the Brewers. Framer Valdez will face the A's for the Astros. Uh, you will have Clayton Kershaw and Jack Flaherty facing each other in uh, Dodgers Cardinals. You will have Andrew Heaney pitching for the Rangers against the Rockies. Jesus Lazardo and Alex Wood facing each other in Marlins Giants. Pablo Lopez and Shohei Otani facing each other in Twins Angels. And matchup of the night comes from Guardians Mets on Sunday Night Baseball. It's Shane Bieber versus Justin Verlander. Ooh, couple AL Cy Young winners going at it. Yeah. Um, what, uh, three or three between the two of them or just, no, four between the two of them. Yeah, and three of the last four, right? Yeah, yeah that is true. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, that should do it. And uh, yeah, one nerdy thing I was just looking up during uh, during your segment there was the... Um, so Shane McClanahan has these uh, a decent ERA fit xera differences but not uh woba and expected woba differences so i looked at his runners and scoring position numbers uh Mm -hmm. hitters have a 234 ops against him with runners and scoring position and granted granted it's 
yeah, there's there's a luck factor for sure, but it's just very funny to look at. Um, so funny, nerdy thing to point out uh, at this point in the year. But yeah, that should do it for this installment of Above Replacement Radio. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this one. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and want to watch the conversation as it happens or go check out our digital content, we just came out with a new short uh, just recently. Um, go to the YouTube channel. It is called Above Replacement Radio. We, uh, Yeah, and uh, if you are you know, watching on YouTube, want to check out the audio-only streams, go to the Apple Podcasts and Spotify uh spotify streams they are called above replacement radio as well and if you want to follow us on social media follow me on twitter at chris underscore giant follow daniel on both twitter and instagram at daniel underscore current and follow the show instagram at above replacement radio for all the show needs we hope you enjoyed this one and we hope to see you next time where we'll be talking all the happenings in major league baseball once again see you then this conversation this conversation is over is over